Hello, Finn Maniacs, and today is April 27th. We are two days away from the 2021 NFL Draft, and the Miami Dolphins have traded Eric Flowers to the Washington football team in exchange for basically just swapping seventh-round picks. I'm here with Drew. Drew is also another Finn Maniac podcaster writer. Drew, what are your thoughts on this trade? I honestly think it's one of the least surprising trades of the offseason. We've been hearing pretty much all offseason from just about everybody as far as the O-line goes that Eric Flowers probably was not going to be there. And I think that's kind of what we found out today is that, you know, that for some of the smoke, there is actually fire. And in this case, that was it. Uh, Any thoughts uh, yourself? Well, I said it once they signed him last year. I said, there's no way he's going to last. $10 million a year is definitely a very substantial amount, especially for a player like Eric Flowers. I think that was one of the hot takes the moment we signed him from all analysis saying, oh, they overpaid, they overpaid. And, you know, they're partially judging that off his poor tackle play when he was first drafted by the Giants. But he was he's not a bad guard, but I definitely think $10 million a year. He's not worth that. You saw what it is. The team wants youth. The team doesn't want to overpay for players. They know that they can be replaced within this season. You saw that with, you know, Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson. And now you're seeing with Eric Flowers. I think this is a trend that, you know, many analysis are saying, oh, Dolphins waste their money. Dolphins aren't signing good free agents. I mean, they signed a good plug-in, a, pl- a good plug-in basically a season. The way the contract was set up, people didn't think they would be gone in a year but the way the Miami Dolphins actually you know structure the contract is these being able to be gone for a year with less than five million dollars in dead money I, I mean at the end of the day the whole point between of, of last year was to put together a winning team for last year and they did that they put together a 10 and 6 team they did exactly what you want to do any other year, just about any other year within the last 20 years in the AFC, they're, they're a playoff team last year. They, they, as you were saying, they got some plug and play players. They put them in, they did what they needed them to do. And now the team wants to get younger. I think of anything, it shows how well they did in the draft, how comfortable they feel that they actually hit on all three of the O-linemen that they did draft. Then they went out and got two Ravens uh, O-linemen, I mean, what do the Ravens like to do really well? Yeah, they got DJ Fluker and Matsukara. And and the Ravens love to run the ball. And I think that's that's something the Dolphins have been wanting to do since day one and have not been able to do consistently. So you bring in some players that can do what you want to do. So I really can't think of anything they really did differently or wrong or I would expect them to do different going forward. I mean, they moved up a couple of spots in the seventh round – not a big deal one way or the other, but the fact they were able to get some money off the books while not having to carry a player that they didn't think was going to make the team, I think is pretty awesome. Well, I think he was expected to make uh, the, the, to, you know, make the team. I think the reports were that he was going to be cut next off season if he was still on the team, but you, you hit the hammer on, you hit the nail on the head with that one with, um, you know, the Miami Dolphins being confident in the three players they drafted, Robert Hunt, Solomon Kinley, and Austin Jackson. I definitely think, you know, you got your two guards, Hunt and Kinley, and then you have Jackson, your left tackle. You just need a right tackle, which is probably going to be DJ Fluker, or if they draft one at 18, uh, I'm thinking Jenkins from uh, Oklahoma State. He's a mauler. He fits exactly what the Dolphins need. That's if Najee Harris, Najee Harris is not available at 18, which I do think that's the pick there. It should be the pick, unless they're that confident they can get a running back at 36. So I think it's either Najee 
or Jenkins at 18. And then a center is Matt Sakura is, you know, they just signed him from Baltimore. And I do think that the Dolphins with Maulers on the offensive line, other than Austin Jackson, he's not too much of a Mauler, but he's, he's good enough. He's good enough. He's still learning. He's progressing. So I definitely think the run game blocking is definitely going to go from, I think last year was around a five. There was, you know, some good areas, some good not. And I think it's going to go to about a seven next year. And then with hopefully, you know, in a couple of years, a year or two, we can go from, I think we we're in the middle of the pack toward more towards the bottom to about, you know, an average pack, you know, average running team this year, maybe have a rusher eclipse a thousand yards. I doubt it, depending who we draft. And then maybe in the next year or two, not in 2021, but in 2022, we should definitely see a big jump in, you know, progression from the running game. I, I think that's going to be a, a huge jump as far as, I mean, it doesn't seem like when you say go from a five to a seven, doesn't seem like a big deal or having a thousand yard rusher. But when you look at this team and the thousand yard rushers we've had throughout the years, that just hasn't happened all that, that often. I mean, I, I don't quote me on this, but I'm, pretty sure Jay Ajayi was the last time we had a thousand yard rusher prior to yeah, that you're correct I have, and prior to that I think we're talking back with Ricky and Ronnie don't quote mm-hmm. me on, <laughs> on that but I I'd have to do the research to make sure but I mean we're talking you know there's not a whole lot of that in the last 20 years I so, think Lamar Miller a eclipsed a thousand rusher, now that you bring it up Lamar Miller might have yes I, I I think you may be right I had to look it up you know and I don't know if that's all purpose or actual rushing but just consistently doing that year in year out would be a big, big deal. And that is true. Lamar Miller did have some decent years while he was with us before like yeah. most players he <laughs> left, but I do think, do you feel Tanner that this changes their draft plan at all versus what they were thinking two days ago? Why would it? <laughs> I mean, everyone's freaking out. Why would it change? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> They knew Flowers wasn't going to be on the team in 2022. So why would you, you know what I mean? It's, why would you change your 2021 draft for someone you didn't even expect to be there next year? Someone that you probably would only start just because you have $10 million invested into him. It's it's just kind of like how the, how the Rams were with Jared Goff. I mean, you have a player making this, this much money. What are you going to do? Sit the bench? I mean, you can't really do that because it's going to look bad on you, look bad on your coach, look bad on your GM. I, I honestly think I agree with you 100%. I, I just think, you know, some of the outtakes we're seeing right now on, online and Facebook, Twitter, uh, on, on social media, like the Dolphins didn't understand that they were trading Eric Flowers and they had no, they, they have no plan now. And they're like, we traded Eric Flowers. We have to go get alignment now. We had no clue this was coming. You know, obviously they were involved in that decision and had a thought out process that, yes, we're, we're going to trade this lineman. We're going to look for somebody else. They didn't surprise themselves. It's not like they looked at, you know, they were picking out of some goodie, goodie bad and they're like, oh, trade Eric Flowers. A, 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 so that's what we're going to yeah. do today. And then we'll figure it out tomorrow. Apparently Flowers was on the block for a while. I've, I've read the Dolphins are trying to trade him for a couple months. So just, you know, just because all the sources out there that are saying the Dolphins are drafting this player, this player, this player, just because they didn't say Eric flowers wasn't getting traded. Doesn't mean he's not getting traded because as you see, he got traded and apparently it's been going on for months and who really said, Oh, Eric flowers won't be a dolphin in 2021. Yeah. I don't think anybody said that, you know, 
beyond the shadow of a doubt. I think most people kind of thought that that contract was going to be hard to move. It obviously was. That's why the Dolphins ate a little bit of it. But they still freed up several million dollars. They still have an O-line they feel comfortable with starting the season. They obviously have enough depth. They signed two free agents. They they traded – they lost two free agents, but we're not talking about key guys. We, they lost one starter in Ted Karras, and I think uh, – He's replaced. He is replaced. Mascara was an actual yeah. upgrade. Yeah. He is. Yep. Especially I, I, in the run game. And I think that, yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think the run game got better uh, with Karras leaving and Skura coming in. So I'm actually fairly excited to see what this O-line looks like. Unfortunately, it is a lot of change again, a, se- a second year in a row, but you're, you're still bringing back three. That's not what happened last year. You're so bringing back three This year guys. there should be a faster meld. Mm-hmm. three they're, rookies yeah so they're bringing every yeah, single exactly. one of those rookies should hopefully be better you're bringing back three 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 rookies so, that you know only have one year of the nfl under the belt so even though they played a certain position i know jackson's staying position kenley's staying position the only person that's probably going to switch position is hunt new from uh to right guard uh was it the right guard yeah i think it is right guard where is what i've been seeing it might be left guard i mean don't send me death threats or whatever but you got a player that is still learning the <laughs> technique of an offensive lineman in the NFL. That's something that, you know what I mean? They're still learning how the Dolphins, he's learned, he actually played both positions. I mean, but he's still learning how to block. You know what I mean? He learned how to block as a tackle, and you're still going to take that because you know how to block now as a tackle. You're going to block still. I mean, blocking is blocking. I know there's different concepts, and, you know, as a guard, you pull more than the tackle, so on and so forth. But blocking's blocking. You got to get your hands up in their chest and maul them. And Robert Hunt's a mauler. And I think moving him to guard is just, you know, his former college coach said it best. He's, they said that he could be a really good NFL tackle, but he could be an all-pro NFL guard. And I definitely, definitely see that, especially with them playing last year in the Miami Dolphins and seeing both sides of them. Well, if you look historically at the way the Patriots have built an, off, built an offensive line too, one of the biggest things they, are, they tend to worry about is the interior three linemen. And while I know it's going to be a slightly different offense, one, one of our offensive coordinators did come. We have the co-offensive coordinators, and one of them does come from the Belichick, or Belichick tree through way of the Texans and was an offensive coordinator there. So they probably agree with some of that stuff and we know they want to run the ball. And if they're doing anything like they did last year, they want to run the ball North through and the South. interior, North and South. And they pushed that last. Yes. I mean, you, you saw it last year. Did you not? That was a constant push and they just could not get it there. They, there, there was times so where they I, broke I'm, out. I'm really excited to see them do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I am too. There was times where they broke out, but you, you just can't win it all, man. You, you definitely saw it. I mean, Gaskin, I, I like Gaskin. I hope Carter's listening to this or our, our other Finn Maniac because I want the Dolphins to draft Najee Harris at 18. I want him and Gaskin to be one of the best one-two punches in the NFL. I definitely think that's possible. Um, I don't think I don't think drafting a tackle is feasible this year. I actually don't think – I think there's, there's so many other needs that we need more edge, running back, playmaker, interior offensive line depth that is more important than a tackle currently to me because you can go have Robert Hunt play tackle for another year. I really don't care. You can have DJ Fluker play for a tackle for a year. I really don't care. Go get a rookie next year. I mean, what holes are we going to have next year to fill up compared to this year? Yeah. I, 
that, that's a good point. Draft death, draft death is going to be great again. Uh, what do you, as you're looking forward to, to next year, and, and I think you may make a good point there, is the other thing is right now we've got three O-linemen we drafted the same year. You've got to separate some of that. So I, I think uh, what you're saying about adding the O-line next year makes a whole lot of sense. If you, if you had to pick one position this year or two positions – to fill just your top two obviously you're gonna get best player available but if you had to pick two what two would they be edge and uh running back i definitely think people are going to say receiver i'm you know probably going to hate for that again but you know we have albert wilson we have jakeem grant if he can catch the ball we have preston williams hopefully getting healthy we have Devonte parker we have lynn bowden who's gonna have a breakout year we have malcolm perry you flash some a little bit the little you know trick pony um I definitely think we need running backs. Savov Akbed wasn't bad. Miles Gaskin has potential because he wasn't seventh round pick and his jump from rookie year to this year was absolutely mind blowing. Good for him. Proud of him. And you know, it's, there's just Patrick Lard wasn't layered Lard layered. I think it is layered. He he's not bad, but he's more of a special teams guy, more of a patch catching pass catching guy. But if we get Najee Harris at 18 layered is now a special teams guy only. And for edge rusher, we need someone other than Agba. I mean, he was the main reason why anyone got a sack last year other than Jerome Baker, who just freely just rushed the passer. So I think getting another edge is just as important as getting a running back. I think if the edge class wasn't so weak, I would say we would draft one at 18. But I just think it's too weak for me to draft one at 18. I definitely think it's going to be with our first or second, second round pick. What about you, Drew? No, I I agree with you 100% there, especially on the – the edge i there may be one or two guys at 18 but i think uh i think if they don't make it to 18 i think any of the guys that are even close at 18 more than likely somebody's going to overdraft them and 18 is still stretching it for some of these guys i think most of these guys are late ones and i think we all saw what happens when you really st- stretch yourself and go after an edge rusher that's not really in that position that, that being to said me, Drew, personally I'm, no. I'm on board with you now i hate to cut you off but that being said, Miami does not care if they reach. You saw that last year with Noah, and you saw it last year with Austin Jackson. They don't care. But now, now you know, keep going. Keep going. I, I agree with you there. They don't care. If they feel that their guy's there and they feel they that edge rusher, they can develop to be what they want to be, they'll draft them. Yeah, absolutely. They, they'll draft. And they, they don't care what we think. And I, I really think that's something that we're not used to. It's we're used to it not being obvious. Uh, Tanner, I hope you make it. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm pulling thank for you, you buddy. Oh. <laughs> but uh, I, th- I, uh, I think overall they're going to do what they want to do. They know what their plan is. If they go out and they feel like, a, and, and they've done a great job this year, can other than I'll give you defensive ed, edge, other than defensive end, they have every other position they have, worked on to make the best player available. So, so because they've replaced anybody they lost with a free agent or they've upgraded. So I think one thing we have to look at is when Chris Greer was asked about specifically Kyle Van Noy, he said he felt that they had young players on the team that could fill that role that they wanted to get more playing time to. Andrew they Van had Ginkle. three defensive ends well, yep, Andrew Van Ginkle, and he was already getting plenty of play time. 
then you've also got three defensive ends that were on the practice squad, including Strobridge that actually worked his way up to the regular team roster, even though he didn't play very much last year. So there may, they may feel comfortable with some of those guys, but we'll figure a lot of that out after the draft. But I think they've done an excellent job to say, we're going to go get the best player available because every, every player they've dropped, they've added, you know, did they get an extra running back? They did. Did they get a wide receiver that's an improvement? They did. I love what you were saying about the wide receiver corpse. I do think that we've got a much better corpse than we think we do. Correct. Because I think all of us watched what happened last year, and we're just like, this is is horrible. Depth of the issue. And we had, what, two players sit at home. We've signed a free agent on top of that. Uh, Preston Williams. Will Fuller. Two. Yeah, Will Fuller. Will Fuller. You said we signed two. Who was the other one? Uh, we only signed. Oh yeah, we signed Will Will we Fuller. Said, yeah, we signed Will Fuller. We had Devontae okay. Parker. I thought you said two wide no, receivers. No, no, so no, no, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're saying we we only really had two starters last well, year. We had two. We had two people opt three. out. Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson. Yep. We, okay. we yep. So we get those two back, and we get Will Fuller. So. Uh, is receiver a glaring need? No. But in today's NFL, you can never have too many receivers. We saw that last year. That is – yeah, last year was rough. Gasecki went down. Uh, Parker was battling injuries. It was Tua and, you know, uh, basically a third-string off at, uh, wide receiver corpse. I mean, and they did – they still delivered fairly decency, still went 10 and 6, and I think – they still got a big chance of, of going all the way. Uh, but I don't want to keep talking. We just wanted to hit the Eric Flowers thing real quick. Uh, you got anything else, uh, Tanner? I, I got nothing else. Make sure you guys tune into the Fin Maniacs live, live stream of the draft. We're doing it all three days. We're going to have a great time. Uh, check it out, guys. You guys can check me and Drew out of Fin Maniacs. My, my Twitter is Tanner Elliott 23. Drew, if you want to drop your Twitter. Shout out anything out you want. Now's the time, buddy. Hit me up at thedrewwelch.com or at thedrewwelch on Twitter. And whatever you do, do not look at my latest mock draft. I promise that was a joke. But <laughs> try to have some fun. Relax, guys. We're, we're two days from the draft. It only gets better from here. It only gets better from here. They're going to draft more players. It's going to be better players. They're drafting players in Cleveland of all places. Chris Greer will go to Cleveland just for you. You're welcome. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> like Drew said, you guys have a great night. And be sure to tune into our Fin Maniacs live stream. All three days of the draft will be starting an hour before round one, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Hope to see you guys there and have a great night. <laughs>